0: Welcome to Stuff You Missed in History Class, a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and happy Friday. I'm Tracy B. Wilson. And I'm Holly Fry. This week we talked about the platypus because when I was uh, at my mom and dad's house for Thanksgiving, there was this Jeopardy rerun on the. there was the final Jeopardy question that was about the platypus and I emailed myself an email message from my parents' couch that just said platypus in the subject line. So I would remember when I got back to work that I wanted to do a podcast about that. And then I was like, you know, I don't know if that's going to be enough for a whole episode by itself. And I sent myself a second email that just said also coelacanth in the subject line. Um, But it did turn out to be enough for a whole episode by itself. So we did not talk about coelacanth. No, but maybe later. Maybe that share at some point there will probably be some coelacanth discussion. One never knows. Um I had promised to mention my first exposure to a platypus, mm-hmm. which evidences the tiny skeptic I was even at the age of six, which is that it came up for the first time in first grade, and I said to my first grade teacher, Mrs. Hill you are trying to trick us. Like, I, I, <laughs> I thought this was one of those, like, gotcha moments of education where they were, like, "Sure, gonna send us down a path and go, ha-ha, none of you thought to ask, is this real? Because sometimes yeah. teachers do stuff like that. It's like when they give you the worksheet that the last thing at the bottom of the worksheet says, turn this paper over and write your name on the back. Right. the instruction was to read the whole thing first. Right. I thought it was a big, fat trick, and I was yeah. um, doing the squinty eyes of suspicion. And when I went home that night, I looked it up in the encyclopedia, and then I saw it. But, you know, I understand how people buy into conspiracy theories, because part of me sure. was like, again, six. um. Maybe she somehow planted this evidence. Like I was ready to. <laughs> lie. I just and I had a whole. I love that teacher. I had no reason to be so very uh, mm-hmm. loaded with doubt about it, but I was. It took a little while. Yeah, I don't remember what finally convinced me. <laughs> yeah, I. I don't remember my reaction to seeing a, a picture of a platypus for the first time, but when I was a kid, I was really, really into dinosaurs. And there are so many dinosaurs that have like weird head crests and duck bills and strange frills around their bodies that I might have just rolled with it. Like, I probably thought it was some kind of dinosaur. <laughs> That's valid. <laughs> um, Maybe <yeah>. so. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I love a platypus because they now are to me a symbol of the absurdity of all things. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Just you know, let's stick some pieces together and see what happens. Cool. Yeah. And <laughs> they've they've become kind of a national symbol for Australia. We didn't really talk about that in the in the episode. I have no idea what their temperament is like. I was really just looking at their physiology, but like. I kinda want to cuddle one. I know they have claws on their feet. They probably if they didn't appreciate being cuddled, they'd let you know that. <laughs> but uh I don't know. I just kinda maybe it's because it's just I want to pick up all animals. They're very and cute. Cuddle them. They're very yeah. cute. I understand the urge. Um yeah. 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 In my head, I want them to be much bigger. Like yeah. I want them to be um, you know, the size of a small. To medium dog, I want like a hmm. really big platypus to walk around. <laughs> I remember being disappointed when I discovered they were fairly petite. Yeah, they're they're pretty small animals. So anyway, this was definitely a fun episode, in the same way that the Piltdown Man episode had been although that one was also infuriating because the you know somebody had made up this hoax with the piltdown man and it had wasted a whole bunch of scientific time and this was more it, it was a long process before the the european scientific community agreed on what was up with the platypus so while there was a lot of writing that was um kind of weird and on the wrong track it it was moving toward an understanding rather than going down the wrong track for an extended period of time. So, uh, it did not have the angering layer <laughs> of uh, a lot of the reading for The Piltdown Manhattan um And I forgot that I had talked in that episode about how much I had enjoyed doing the research on it until I just re-listened to it uh, while making sure that we didn't make any gigantic mistakes in it before making it a Saturday classic. we talked about Cyrano de Bergerac this week we did I didn't pronounce it that way at all though I didn't in the episode because it's Cyrano um it's like I said at the beginning of that one I get real spitty if I say it that way all the time. yeah <laughs> uh who, uh, as you had said, you did not even realize for quite a while was a real person. Well, and I really do think that I read something that he wrote in college, but my brain just didn't retain the information what? You don't memorize every single piece of information you come in contact with? <laughs> what? 20 years ago. Um and so like because like we talked about in the in the episode there are so many fictionalized depictions of him. I really just in my head he had settled into a fictional character from Probably novels that were then made into movies this is sort of how my brain constructed who Cyrano de Bergerac was, uh, and most of them involved character having a very big nose and being in love with somebody named Roxanne, um, and that's my brain. Right. How my brain just sort of boiled that down. <laughs> um, I mean, uh, no one can blame you. I think probably most people feel that way. I mean, the thing is, right? Like the Cyrano story, this idea of loving someone. And of which I mean the play, not his real life. This idea of loving someone, thinking they will reject you because of how you look. And, you know, this secondary love interest who is beautiful, using your words to woo someone. It's so common in our world. Obviously, there have been, you know, many, many instances of it. But, like, to me, where I notice it's so common is that, like, it is a a plot line that shows up in sitcoms. It was a Bob's mm. Burgers episode. I mean, <laughs> which um, Linda calls a Cyrano de Bergerac, which is one of the most brilliant turns of phrase on the planet in my world. Um, right, I like, it's that idea of, like, being enamored of someone and being afraid they will reject you is so common to everybody. I think that's why, mm-hmm. like, that play has endured for so long. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it is it's like our modern mythology right that's why you could easily go no that's not a real person that's a story that yeah well we've talked about other other real people who seem like fictional characters and people even remember as like one of the first episodes that I ever wrote for the show many many years ago was on Johnny Appleseed yeah real person but a lot of people are like that's a real person the other thing that surprised me somehow uh in addition to having either never really remembered or forgotten that he was a real person uh was that this was in the 17th century somehow that never that i was like oh really but Be- i probably because the play was from the 19th century yeah and is very victorian in its its um themes and its you know the way it's written um yeah it's very much the Victorian ideal of a man who is both full of bravado and very sensitive. Um, so, mm. <laughs> so that's like one of the, you know, uh, key figures of, of that sort of character that is, again, why people uh, kind of gravitate to him and, and identify with the Cyrano of that story. I suspect the real Cyrano may have been a little more difficult to identify with in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, he seemed very fascinating and kind of like a lot. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also, you know, pretty, pretty neat. Um, there's a, a whole side party that we didn't get into because it's really not germane to the Cyrano story, but there was, like, a whole side drama with that head of the college that he satirized, Mm -hmm. uh, Granger, and, like, we mentioned that there had been scandals around him, but one of the scandals around him was so fascinating to me because it was that he had, apparently, for quite some time, had an affair with a woman who, like, worked in the school in some sort of, like menial role like as a cleaning woman or something and everyone knew it and it was not an issue but then he married her which also was not an issue but where people got mad and it became a scandal was that he tried to introduce her to society as his wife in a way that would be like equal to him in social standing and people lost their minds no (laughs) which is Evidence is so many problems. But I was just, like, fascinated by that. Into- that whole drama could be its own new version of Cyrano de Bergerac that we romanticize and write a play about. Um, there are a million. The other thing I wanted to mention that we did not, I did not bring up here. You will sometimes see Cyrano as also having the first name of Hercule. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I uh d- I didn't didn't bother to include it because we would have buzzed right past it because it's not one that stuck mm-hmm. in his constant mode of, of reinvention. I did read a thing and I it's not a thing you can really fact check, uh, but I read one assertion that like his friends, his close friends, would have called him by his name Savigny, which he was born with. But that he would have always introduced himself not with that name, but with Cyrano de Bergerac, uh, which is a just a fascinating little tidbit. Yeah. If you time travel and meet him, you could call him that, and he'll think you're a friend. <laughs> Should we briefly mention that there's a new movie, just so folks know that we know? Yes. A new movie. yeah, movie. Yeah, there is a new movie. There might be more information about it coming. We'll see. <laughs> On this very program. Uh, yeah, keep your ears peeled. That's all I'll say there. Uh, yes. Cyrano. The Cyrano story. Do you have a favorite version of the Cyrano story in, in film or
1: oh, I, television? Well, so or the,
0: other than Bob's Burgers, which I love maybe the most. <laughs> I think the one that I probably have the most familiarity with is the movie Roxanne. Of course. I don't remember what year that came out, but that's a movie that I saw in theaters. Um, let's look. I was going to say, my brain wants to say 93, but I don't know that I trust that. 1987. Yeah. Um, so we're talking about a period in my life, uh, I would be 12. So at an age to be having crushes on people and very self-conscious about my appearance. Um, so, uh, that's probably why. <laughs> <laughs> there was also, uh, just a few years after that, in 1990 was the Chirard de Pardieu version oh, yeah. of Cyrano. Which yeah. I remember uh, being, I was working in college in the summers in a costume shop, and I remember all of the women that I was working with getting the vapors discussing Gerard de Pardieu in that role. And oh, was, yeah. I, I have such a strong memory of that discussion and how delightful and funny it was that um, it will stick with me forever. But really, until you've seen Tina Belcher do it, you haven't seen <laughs> a Cyrano story. Which is not true. All of that is a very good one. Um... Uh, Yeah, that's the good thing, right? If you are into the story, there's plenty to to watch. Keep you busy. Yeah. Catalog them all. We hope that you have enjoyed this week with us and that as you head into your weekend, that it is filled with some rest and relaxation or at least very smooth sailing if you don't have downtime to yourself. In any case, we will be right back here tomorrow with a classic. And then... We'll see you again on Monday with brand new stuff. Stuff You Missed in History Class is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.